Blog Talk Radio.
good parenting? And what do you feel like some of the things that are, like, mandatory when you're trying to be that good parent? Well, first and foremost, when it comes to any type of parent, um, it's going to have to be a good dose of patience (laughs) for all intents and purposes. It's it's probably the most important. It's probably the most important component. I mean, we, you know, we grew up, you know, with our parents and all that other good stuff and things of that nature and all that. And it was, you know, it was, it was things that I'm sure we put them through as teenagers. And at the same time, there are things that we, you know, that, that we just looked at our parents and we go, we really are not going to even do half of what we said we were going to do with them. And lo and behold, I swear to God, by the time you get to the point where your child is somewhere in that seven, eight, nine, ten year old range, and the, the first things out your mouth are the same things you swore you weren't gonna say when you mm-hmm. were that age, and you know it just you, you have a you have a greater appreciation uh, for a lot of the things that your parents went through when you become a parent. <laughs> All right. So, you know that being said, it's it's probably different for us than it was for them. Um, because we have we have so many different aspects that we have to deal with uh, going on. Right. Um, you know, we we have we have the advent of a lot of technology that you know even mm-hmm. our even our parents have no earthly clue about. Um, I mm-hmm. got lucky because because my my mother is a techie, so she's always been a techie. You know, my entire life. So she keeps up on a lot of the internet trends, a lot of the technology trends, and things of that nature. So. It was easier. It's easy for me to use her as a reference because of that fact. I know there are a lot of people out there that don't have that ability, so mm-hmm. they kind of have to go trial by fire. And you know, it's right. easy to say, you know, you do your kids what your what your parents did to you, but you don't have the same. We don't have the same playing field for all intents and purposes. You get what I'm saying? Like you know, mm-hmm. we. You know, when I graduated from high school, you know, we were just on the cusp of the Internet really starting to become a reality for all intents, you know, the, the America Online and all that other good stuff. Um, so it's just – it's not it, – it's, it's, it's to a point where, you know, even certain devices – we never had cell phones growing up. We had pages growing up, you know. So we, you know, right. we, did, we, never, had, we never had to worry about – children being 8, 9, 10 years old having their own cell phones and using them as adeptly as we do. Right. But at the same time, it actually gives us more of an advantage than what our parents had on us because with all of this technology, you have several electronic leashes that you have on your children. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have the ability to put – basically slap GPS on every possible piece of electronic equipment that they have on them, whether it's their cell phone, whether it's their tablet, whether it's their laptop, if they're old, if they're of age where they have a laptop at their disposal, you know. So it's very difficult for them to, you know, say, I'm over at such and such's house, and then the first thing you do is you turn on the, the, the GPS on any of their devices because nine times out of ten they're going to have one of them on. Mm-hmm. And they'll be somewhere where they say they are, and they're not. You know, I bust. I'm like, we we bust our son, our teenage son, every chance yeah. we get because he'll be he'll be he'll say he's going out with his homeboy, 
and his homeboy lives maybe right around the corner or whatever. So I give it 20, 30 minutes. Next thing I know, without his knowledge, because he's trying to be on his phone talking to some female or whatever, and I'll hit the phone, hit the GPS, and be like, um, where you at? <laughs> and he can't lie. Right. Because I got him busting. I got him busting on the track. So it makes it a little easier for us than, you know, when we were growing up where we had the whole idea of, you know, you could tell you could tell mom one thing and right. because she really didn't oh, have the way unless she had you know, she could Even easily, mom, you could easily say yeah, exactly. You know, because you're gonna run into you're gonna always run into excuse me, you're gonna always run into a friend that has a parent that's nowhere near as strict as your parent. Right. So it's easier yeah. for your friend to go, I'm gonna go head over to such and such house cover for me and next thing you know, you know, mom is calling the house, you know, calling the house that you said you were gonna be at and that's pretty much that. Mhm. You yeah. know, so we got away with a whole lot of stuff back then. Uh, you know, as opposed to what the kid, what these kids can get away with now, you know, they yeah, how, how to use some of this innovation and and to our, you know, to help us to to govern right. our kids instead of you know just kind of losing them to it, we use it to our advantage and you know, they're none the wiser, they're none the wiser. So you got that. So so in that regard, you kind of have to make up your own set of rules when it comes to disciplining your kids. Because mm-hmm. if you're as tech savvy if you're as tech savvy as your children are, or if you try to stay ahead of the game as much as you can when it comes to the, the latest trends and things of that nature and, and all for all intents become you know, become what my mother what my mother was, which is basically a tech. You know, you're as soon as the next newest thing comes out, you're on it. So you can at least try to learn it even if you're not necessarily trying to give your kids that technology. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. they're gonna try and find a way to find it anyway. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes, especially when it comes to social media. If we had social media growing up, God forbid. It <laughs> is all I can say at this point. You know, I mean, it, you know, the social media we had was basically, you know, just he said, she said, based on phone calls that were happening all over the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that right. was really right. that was our own version. That was our own version of social media. It just didn't have yeah. internet implications, right? Yeah, um, I um, and I definitely agree with what you're saying because I see a lot of how this technology, you know, a helping and a hindrance. You know, having girls, oh, mother's worst fear is that you're sending <laughs> pics. You know, oh my God, are you sending pics? Yep. You know, you can't get that back. And that's that's the one of the worst things that you feel happen with those phones because they're still too immature to understand, you know, how that affects them later. You know, you know they don't like right now. I I like him. That's my boo. I'm gonna send you this pic of me in my bra, but you know. Their relationship is all of what two weeks, three weeks. However, mm-hmm. he got this picture in his phone that he can do anything he wants with. He can upload it to social media. He can send it out to a group of his homeboys. He can do anything with this picture now because it's in his phone. So right, but see, there's but see, there there are, but at the same time, even with that, there are there are 
kind of threat, threatening repercussions that you can bring to the to their attention when it comes to that. You know, as far as even with them trying to do something along those lines. I mean, I coach my daughter now. My daughter will be 11 in October, and I've already coached her now, and her mom has as well. We discourage any kind of pictures whatsoever because even those pictures that you think are harmless can be corrupted uh-huh. in a heartbeat, especially with uh-huh. especially with Photoshop and a couple of other things. As far oh, as that, take your, so take your face. You know, it could be yeah, it could be a yeah, it could be it could be a variety of different things as far as that is. And nobody's gonna know that it's Photoshop. They're not gonna care as far as kids are concerned. They're gonna see it at face value and they're gonna run with it. So we've cautioned her in terms of doing that. Now, same thing, same scenario with Go ahead. Check this one out. Um, kids maybe between twelve and thirteen, eleven, twelve, thirteen, something like that. Um, and parents young ladies' parents, you know, one dad's a pastor, mom works in the community, they have a great foundation, they're active, they do parent activities, young mm-hmm. men, really sweet kids. You know, he's just a sweet kid, you know, grown boy, coming of age. They're in the office. I want to know why. <laughs> I thought I did take him up. Inside of his phone is a picture of the young lady. She has taken a picture of herself for him. She's all bubbled, no clothes, but she's all bubbled or milk or something white all over her body. She's taking pictures for him so she can look like, you know, some centerfold in some magazine. But this is 11, 12, 13 years old. She sends it to him. He has it. His intentions probably were not to do anything with it. However, it exists now. It exists. Now it is. So whatever he does, even if he sends it to this his friend, it's a family, and look, she sent it to me. What does that friend do with it? He has no obligations to her, and she never gets to live that down because it always exists. And these are kids that are sweet kids. Parents like to die. I don't never think my child was doing that. What what, what would you get time to do that? Why, why would you use your phone for that? Why would you send that? Her parents well, like to die. Again, that goes. That still goes back to you. You've given them the. You've given them the responsibility of having the technology, you still have to have the ability to take it away and check whenever you feel like it. And right. then they think that they can't do it, like it's supposed to be some sort of invasion of privacy, then you can basically cut it off and let them figure right. out a way to get it turned back on. You know, so there are ways to get that done in that regard. You know, I, you know, sure. we have to shut, we have, again, it goes back to, it goes back to my 17-year-old. He's Feeling himself big time, and the first thing out of my mouth is, "Let me know when you're paying the bill." Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, grown ass man turns into little boy real quick mm-hmm. because oh, he knows know, that mine? he knows that he knows he knows good and well that one of us is going to shut him down, and he would not have mine, access the rule to the is, Anything in my house belongs to me. I don't care if you pay for it as long as you in this house. Now, when you and buy that's something, the whole, and that's you the don't whole want point. me to touch it, you don't want me to look through it, you don't want me to check it, you need to own it inside of your own place. But as long as you exactly. own it in my house, it's mine. <laughs> so, and in that, and and in, and in that regard, 
in that regard, that's where I understand where Valerie is coming from in terms of, you know, certain things that your parents did with you, you do with your kids. There are some things that are time immemorial. Until they turn 18, it belongs to you. You've given them access, but it don't belong to them. Yeah. And you have to, but here's the deal. You have to recognize who your kids are. That's one of the first no, things that you have to do. And I know it's easy for parents to say things like, well, not my kid. And, and I stopped saying that because life showed me you can think what you want to think about who your child is when you're standing beside her. But who mm-hmm. she is when she don't see you around, when you're not going to be there for four and five hours, that's who you have to protect. That's who I have to protect. The chick standing beside me, if any of it, I don't have to protect her because she knows who she needs to be. But the chick yeah, that when, when I'm out of her eyesight and she don't think she's going to run into me for nothing, you know, that's who I have to think like ahead and for. That's the one mm-hmm. that I'm raising. And, and I think... That's one of the things that we have to, you know, while we're combating a lot of these things, we have to know that. We have to know that our children are not who, they're, who they are when they're sitting in our living room at night with us and we're doing homework. Yeah, they're great and wonderful. But when you take your hand off and you turn your back, because I have two and they're totally different, totally different. I have one that all day long I'm getting emails, telephone calls, because she's awesome. We would like to clone her. She got this honor. She got that honor. That kid, when I turn my back, those are the things that come to me about her. Then I have little miss, I'm smarter than mommy. That's the one that I have to think ahead and for and have to govern the person that's not with me. Because when she's with me, she's an angel, and, and that's the one that I put in work. That one, I put in work with her. Because it's like phone checks, they have to be for real. They can't be like, hey, bring me your phone. Mm-mm. They have to be, so what were you doing yesterday? Oh, okay, yeah, well, where were we going? Oh, let me see that phone right now. You know, I have to catch it off guard. I have to just be because. Um, because if I want to see what's in it, that's what I have to do. So it, it's way different. You know, both of my kids, and they're not the same, and it's me. And so I have to think ahead, and I have to differentiate what I do. You know, it has to do different from one than the other. Now, you know, and, and, and from my perspective, it, it's a little bit differently because, again, being a part of a law enforcement household my entire life, you know, there are things that I work with from certain aspects as well. You know, I tell like I, like I tell my son, like I tell my son, every chance I get, you need to make sure that whatever whatever pictures you think you got, you need to get rid of them ASAP because mm-hmm. you gonna get caught one day, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be pretty, especially with the mm-hmm. especially with the way that the laws have been set up at this point in time. You know, there's 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 the celebrated there's the one I won't say celebrated case, but there's the infamous case where the child was 15 years old, had his girlfriend's picture. And, you know, everything was good and gravy and all that other good stuff and blah, blah, blah. It was a bikini picture, you know, so it was supposed to reveal just about everything or whatever the case may be. And he kept it on his phone until things Mm -hmm. went south with the relationship. Next thing you know, in a fit of anger, he decides he wants to post that picture all over the Internet. Guess who comes knocking? (laughs) 
And at that point, he's like, but it's, there's nothing wrong with the picture. And they're looking at him like, no, unfortunately, you distributed child pornography. Mm. And the reason why that he distributed child pornography is because his girlfriend's picture was of a scantily clad underage child. Mm-hmm. Because she was fifteen along with him, right? And the parents and the parents decided to file charges. Now, wow. because he's been convicted, not only is he a sex offender for the rest of his life, he can't even live with his family because, as a mm-hmm. sex offender, he can't be around children. Children, correct? Yeah. And he had a younger sister. Yeah. So he can't be around his younger sister until she comes of age. Right. And he can't be in the neighborhood because there are other children in the neighborhood. So now it becomes a problem where he has to move schools, he has to move with a family, he has to move with extended family that ain't around kids and still be able to complete his education online because he can't be around other kids in school. Hmm. All because of a stupid decision made in the heat of the moment because he was upset that his girlfriend decided she didn't want to be with him no more. All right. Right. And these situations are so rampant. And, and you know, I have this argument often um, with with many people because kids are victim of some of the things that are happening in society that have just become acceptable. And I feel like um, am I um, absolving parents of any blame? Heck no. However, I think these things just add, you know, fuel to the fire. The fact that, you know, they can see almost a complete and total love scene on regular TV, mm-hmm. whether mom or dad approves or not, at 8 o'clock at night. Not midnight, 1 o'clock. Middle, you know, middle of the day. Um, the fact that the lyrics that they are, are pushed into the head, that they, that they just sing, that they just sing out of nowhere, you know. And it kills me because I hear them just singing these things they don't even realize the subliminal damage that they are feeding themselves. Just break out in song, Monica Lewinsky all over my gown. Not, I mean, this is in the middle of writing a journal entry into their diary. I mean, into their spiral in class. It's just mm-hmm. in their head. These things are just in their head, and I just I feel like all of those things are just. It's just fueling, you know. It's just well. Again, it's it still becomes it's still, we, can, we can try. We can try and pull outside influences as much as we humanly possibly can. But at the end of the day, who's the parent and who's the child? Yeah. If yeah, you allow, I mean, I, if you allow, if you allowed your child to listen to Beyonce's new album, you are just as comfortable. <laughs> As Beyonce knows, Carter. That's really yeah. that's the bottom line. That's about as real talk as you can get. When and, we and heard you know, the album, when we heard the album, 
We okay. heard the album. The first thing out of my mouth was, my daughter can't listen to this album. That is a parental mm-hmm. decision that had to be made. Now, right, right. Are there going to be times? Are there going to be times where the songs will pop up on the radio? Yes. Right. And we might slip up. We might slip up one time and let it then let it play while we're in the car working. Right. And it right. is what it is. But don't let it become such a such such a regular rotation in your child's music library that all of a sudden you start hearing it in the background as she's doing her laundry or as she's mm-hmm. washing the dishes or whatever chore that you got going on, and she just happens mm-hmm. to be singing the song. You know, I, I oh, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at middle school girls singing, singing the words oh. partition at yeah, the school that I had to do When I first heard partition myself, I was blushing a little bit. I was like, okay, B. And then I realized, oh, I'm, 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 I'm all at midnight when she dropped it. As a fellow adult, as a fellow adult and a, and a fellow heathen, I applauded her efforts on levels you have no clue about. As a parent, as a parent, I could not oh condone. I could not condone my daughter mm-hmm. listening to that particular brand of lyrics. Yeah, and you know, for me, when Nikki, being inside you know, of that building with those kids, it, I I cannot help but see the damage that it does. So it hits me different than some people because, you know, you're talking about your one child, your two kids, and I'm talking about 926 every day. I'm talking about having to shut down the restrooms in a building because you walk in and somebody's giving a little Skolinski in the bathroom. You know, these kind of things happening inside of an institution of learning. And it's like what will even make you think that that is my phrase is school etiquette because I felt like we had that when we were younger. We had a school etiquette, a church etiquette, and at-home etiquette, and they were not the same. And and your parents didn't have to stand beside you and say, oh, you don't do that at school. You know you didn't do certain things at school. Now, playing how yeah, you going to get it after school around the way, that's different. But at school, getting I mean, home after school, giving a mother, yeah, uh, no. Yeah. That's a little, yeah. That's a little off the off the meter at this point in time. But you know, you yeah. just get to you get to a point where you you have to you have to wonder where where the parenting came from, where it actually you know, and it's and it's almost to a point where you know the you can't you can't necessarily blame it on one aspect. It's always a lot of aspects that do kind of combine, you know, when it comes to that. But you know, it's just to a point where when you it used to be, I think it was a. I'm trying to remember what the what the picture what the picture was that came to it. I think it was a picture. It was two separate pictures. It was the same identical picture in terms of the the overall landscape of the picture. It was a it was a principal's office, and it had 1970 and it had 2000. And in the okay. 1970s picture, in the 1970s picture, it had the mm-hmm. parent, the teacher. It had the parent, the teacher, and the administrator all behind the desk, and the child was by herself. And then right. come 2000, you have the child, the teacher, and the parent on the child side admonishing the administrator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it and it mm-hmm. and something along those lines. I can't remember exactly if that was the actual bit or whatever. But you get the idea. Right. The idea is the the idea is it it, it it stops becoming a parental and child issue. 
and it became putting the blame away from the child and the parent. You right. know, they got right. to the point where parent, parents got, you know, we, we have kids, and, and you've seen it because you're in education just like I am, and right. we see it on a daily basis. We have parents who come in there, and they're lambasting everybody else except for the child. And the child right. sees that, and they're like, well, right. hell, I can get away with anything because mama's going to save my ass. Uh-huh, and the kid's like, wait till I get here tomorrow. You know, there's no fear. You there's know, no there, there is no fear. There's no fear because there's no fear because the parent has no longer become the advocate with the administration to help keep the school on some sort of balance and some sort of level. It has become right. parent versus. It has become parent versus school at mm-hmm. this point. And that's not to say. And that is not to say that all administrators and all teachers are created equal. We know that right, this is not, not And they're not all you know. white native, they, because they're human. At the end of the day, we're all human. And some people don't have what it takes to be in education. And that's my point. That's why I said not all are created equal. So in that regard, if I'm looking at my court comment right now, if the, if, right. the, if, the child, if the child is being unfairly picked on and you have a systematic pattern that has been set, then you go and do what you got to do. But mm-hmm. if you know if you know your child has some culpability in what's going on with him or her, don't sit here and say that it's all on the teacher. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I tell my daughter is, like, I'm your advocate. I'm who you have. I'm your, I'm your matchup for any of those teachers, any of those administrators. I'm your representative. I don't need you taking it into your hands how, because then things get misconstrued. If there's a problem and you run in there and you're mouthing off and you have this attitude, then it, the whole issue changes from being whatever was really wrong to the way you handled it. And I don't need that because if there's an issue, that's what we need to address. I said, so you get enough, you know, um, wherewithal in yourself to make it to me. When you get to me, all of the neck rolling, all of the aggression, I got you on that end. But as far as where you're supposed to be in that student element, don't talk back. You don't have to because you know somebody's got your back on that if you're not at fault. And we always have to have that conversation. Don't send me into a situation where, where you actually did something wrong. And they knocked the wind out of me. Like, oh, she did what? I don't want that either. So give me the whole story, and then we can go from there. So I'm not going to ever assume either side is 100% correct. I need to know all the facts I can get, you know, because it happens. It happens every day. The kids tell part of the story or the situation is actually a true situation with the kids. But because of whatever channels were taken improperly, then the whole issue is blown over, and the kid doesn't get a fair deal. That happens too. So, you know, it's all in how, again, that school etiquette, that stuff still matters. Because one of the last things to ever change is education. 
is one of the last things to catch up. So those old, outdated ideas, the kids thing, man, they've been doing this forever. They still are. They're still going to. Plus, there's a way to work the system. And somebody with experience has to be the one doing it. You know, a 11-year-old cannot work the system the way it needs to be worked. So, but I, I in my, I, I saw you. I see your issue. And... Mhm. And that's that's really happens. where we're at. It. Is. It definitely happens. And yes, ma'am. Hi. How are y'all doing tonight? Hello. How are you doing, baby? I'm good this evening. Great. Awesome. I don't know where you came up with this topic today, but I'm telling you, right now, <laughs> my house. We've been in so much turmoil with this one teacher. Now, it would be something different if it was multiple teachers saying X, Y, Z about my child. Because I know my child. I I birthed her. I know she's going to talk. I know she has a personality. I know I know Jayla backwards, forwards, and through everything else. And it seems like every day it was something. And... For the last, I know, few weeks, Jayla has come home either with a really bad headache or she's on the verge of tears. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? So yesterday she comes home and she is falling. And I'm like, kid, what's going on? Talk to me. I need you to talk to mommy because, you know, mommy, Got your back. If there's something going on at school, you need to tell me now. And she goes into what's going on. And anybody who knows knows that I work a second shift for the bank. So that means I don't really have to get up early in the morning. This morning I was up. I was ready. <laughs> I went over to the administration, and I had to have a conversation with them because the little snide remarks, that this male teacher is making to my child is becoming way too personal. And I'm like, okay, if you have a problem with my kid, you need to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Don't don't talk to the child that way. And don't try to tear them down. Because if you try to break my child's spirit, I'm going to break you, point blank. Mm-hmm. And I know you all probably saw it this morning that I was like, they picked the wrong mama cat to play with. And for me to have to get her dad involved, because normally it's just me, like I'll go over to the school, I'll check in, I'll pop in. I'll do random pop-ups. Mm-hmm. My child knows not to act up and act the plum monkey fool because her mama shows up randomly. Oh, it's a nice sunny day outside. I think I just want to go hang out at Jalen's school. Let me go pop-up. And I don't call first. So guess what? Nobody knows when I'm showing up. Right. Not that teacher and not Jayla. No um, argument there. And so I, I'm i not going to deal with the little snide remarks. Of one thing that really takes me, oh my, anyone who knows my child knows that I have natural hair and she has natural hair. My child's hair sits in the middle of her back. 
So if she puts her hand on her face, her hand, her hair will fall into her face a little bit. Okay? He makes a comment to her saying, well, if your hair wasn't all in your face, you could pay attention. What does my... What does her hair have to do with anything that she's doing? Because she's paying attention. She, it's not like Jayla's a D student. She gets A's and B's. She does the work. She has an A in your freaking class. So <laughs> what's your problem? Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. then last week what really pissed me off was that her, her and her best friend are in the same class. And I told Jayla, you know, you can't socialize with your best friend. I, don't do it. While you're in this man's class, pick another time to socialize. Because obviously this man has something that he wants to make a example out of you with. Don't give him anything. So he decides that he wants to tell Jayla to go outside. But instead of saying, you know, when first he says, Jayla, go stand outside. Then he says, no, wait, I'm going to tell you right here in front of class. Oh, so you want to embarrass people's children. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she comes home and she's like, Mommy, I was so embarrassed. And I was like, what did he say to you? He's like, I'm immature. I said, okay, well, you're 12. You're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, you think? You're like, you're a 12-year-old freaking girl who's trying to understand her hormones. Right. Like, I understand that. And I'm like, okay. And she's a child. And I'm like, you don't, okay, whatever, sir. And then we have cores here. And she, she, he's in her, she's in his third core. So he then Tells his fourth core what he says to Jayla. Oh, yeah. now you're a gossiping ass 40 year old. Oh, really? Oh, this morning when I got to that school, I had every piece of note I needed because my child had told me everything and I had it written down. I was ready for them. I said, This man has one time to say something else to my child. I said, Because if he does, you won't be greeted by me and her father because this time I actually had to bring her father along. Normally it's just right. me who goes up to school. But for me to have to call her dad off his job, oh, yeah, we have a problem. So the next time yeah. instead of me and her dad coming, oh, I'll be bringing your boss's boss. Don't play with me. Mm. So wow. these teachers, like, the teachers that say that, okay, well, Jayla talks a little bit too much, and I talked to Jayla, and Jayla seems to be doing better with it. Okay, I understand that. We are working together. But my issue started with this man when he called my phone, and he tried to disrespect me. Like, this teacher has been up under my skin since about right before Christmas. And I've really reached my limit with him because she, with you know, with the industries that you all are in, you all know the parent that you're giving a call to. You yeah. know what that parent's name is. You know how mm-hmm. to address that parent on a telephone conversation. Well, he decides that he wants to call me one day and say, you know, I had to pull Jayla aside. And I'm listening to him, and I'm receiving everything. And he says, My dad, I have not interrupted him or anything. I'm listening to him talk. I then begin to speak. And he cuts me off. 
I said, okay, that's mm-hmm. strike number one. I said, okay, whatever. And so I said, well, you know, let me finish what I'm saying to you so that way you can understand what I'm saying and we both have an understanding. He's like, well, ma'am, I don't need to listen to what you have to say. Wow. Well, you well, okay. So I said, um, excuse me? He was like, well, ma'am, I said, listen, my name's Miss Reed. You can address me as such. Ma'am, okay, you've now decided that you don't want to call me by my name. Then you say you're going to hang up on me. Hang up on me. <laughs> Because your black ass wow. don't know that I am only 10 minutes away from that school. When I tell you all that I left my job so quick, I got to that school in five minutes. I ran <laughs> every freaking light to get to that school. And when I got to that school and that secretary, Miss Sandy, saw me, Miss Sandy knows my face. She said, hey, baby. And she looked. I said, oh. She said, oh. Yeah, Miss Sandy, get them down here now. She was like, "Uh uh-uh, something is wrong, this ain't right, I ain't never seen that look on your face. Honey, and that Negro didn't think I was going to show up. And then for him to sit in that conference with a smug look on his face as if I don't exist or if I'm not a parent and you didn't just disrespect me, this is now beyond the child. You've now disrespected me as a parent, and I'm trying to be on your side because what I'm saying to you is I will talk to Taylor about it, but this is what I also heard as well, and I'm trying to get an understanding of what's going on, and you disrespect me when I'm trying to get you to understand. Mm -hmm. So there's there's people in this world who don't need to be teachers. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't need, they, what they need to do is find something else to do. They need to put their asses at home, do something else, do something. I don't care if they decided to twiddle their thumbs for a living. They need to do something else. They eat one of them. And I definitely agree. I mean, I, I, agree, I agree that they, that there are not, there are not enough teachers that don't have their own issues when they get into that classroom, don't take it very personally when they deal with the students, they're not enough of those uh, teachers. And I know people are not going to like my comments that I'm about to make, but I'm sorry. The one thing that sometimes we have to do while we're on that end where we're the advocate like you went to school to talk to the teacher, you brought the administrators uh, in. The other end of that is we have to teach our kids how to deal with those people correctly because when they get in the real world, it's a whole bunch of them crazy MFs out there. So how do you in the space and, and how do you further your, you know, whatever it is you're going for, if, because if that person is a coworker, if that person is your damn supervisor, you know, what do you do? So how do you handle it? How do you learn to tolerate or work around them or address it? Whatever skill your kid needs to get from this situation, you hone in on that with your child while you're doing whatever you need to do behind the scenes with this adult. Because our kids are going to come up against those people 
just in other kids when they get to the high school level where they're all developing to these people they're going to be. You know, so I know that's not a favorite <laughs> comment of people, but that is something that we have to do. We have to teach our kids how to deal with those people because they exist. And we can't, even if you go through the procedures of getting this teacher removed from that campus or out, of, out of education altogether, that's not going to happen the next day. So that baby has to go back in right. that room with that person the next day. So what are you doing then? You know, and that's that's one of the things that you have to be and able we to have, do for your kids. Right. And me and Jayla have sat down and we discussed it. And in our mind, we're like, we have 45 more days. We know yes. that we have 45 more days of this school year. We know that for a fact. And I've told Jayla, just ignore it and just, you know, do your work. When you get done with your work, pull out a book. Do whatever you need to do not to egg this man on. But this is what and what's so nitpicky about it. Yesterday's situation was she was walking down the hall. Everybody was in the hallway. Jayla just wasn't walking fast enough. Are you serious? <laughs> I got, really? Did you want her to run? Because then you would have called her out for running. So I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to be confused. I don't know what you want to do. So I say, Jayla, you know, when he's speaking to you, stand there, listen to what he says, and then when he finishes, say, okay, and go on about your business. But And she can go on about her business and write her information down there in a little journal because I'm going to tell my mama that as soon as I can. bring it home to her mama. And we don't deal with it. Right. And so, and so we, have, we have two. Now, this is the second because Val just said it. And then Abdul, hey, Abdul, he said it. Um, maybe there's some kind of other attraction here that this teacher has with your child. Well, he might want to change that attraction because her mom is certified crazy as hell. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just you never know because, and that's the thing that's so hard with parenting is you never know the thoughts of other people. Because you can always think, oh, it's safe, this is a teacher, and then something somewhere reminds you that they do crazy-ass shit in school now, you know. So, And, and I'm not going to say now because they've been doing it. But media what it is, today everybody can know in a matter of seconds what has happened, whereas it had to be word of mouth and it died out right in that town. But now, if it happens in one location, it can be all over the social media, um, you know, in seconds. So, you know, um, people, they exist. Um, They exist. That shit is real, too. You know, at this point, you need to be concerned about what is your draw to my kid? Uh What is your draw to my kid? Why do you feel like it's okay to continue to talk to my kid. If I said today, I don't want you to say anything else to my child, would you be able to function in that society, mm-hmm. in that world, in that environment? Would you be able to do that in your classroom, simply give the instruction and not directly have to talk to her? Or, or if you need to chat her, just send her out. You know, Could he function? What is that draw that he has to always having to correct her comments to her? Because, there's, uh-huh. I mean, even with a teacher who has a student that they particularly watch or waiting on them to do something to catch them, 
even in that situation, um, it comes a point where you don't care to catch them for every little thing. Maybe in your classroom you pay attention, but in the hallway, in the cafeteria, you know, not every. She's not even in your class at this point. She's just in the hallway. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and she's not bothering you. She's not talking to you. She's just going to class. Mhm. So. Yeah. And, and so that there are some things, some some red flags, and and so yes, continue to be all on top of your situation with your baby, because no kids should come home every day like that, because then what are they learning? What are they receiving oh, inside of the classroom? when they come out of there so defeated and deflated and, you know, I'm not focusing on learning anything in here. I'm doing what I know I can do and I'm waiting on the time to be over. I'm not trying to make any connections. I just want to get out of here. Before he says something, before he calls my mama, you know, before he embarrasses me, you know. Oh, so, he won't call me, honey. Every time um, he says, can I call my mama? He, that's what he's supposed to do. I mean, if the, if that's every, every time she's like, okay, you call my mom. He says, can you call, can I call my mom? Or can you call my mom? And he'll be like, no, I'm not calling your mother. Well, she was like, call my dad. He was like, no, I'm not calling your father. Hmm. Oh, well, there's a problem. There's a problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> why don't like, I call her father? Only, you don't, you don't want. Is he the only teacher? Like, why is she still in his class? Like, we've tried to get her removed. All the other classes are full. So it's like, are you okay, here? One desk, baby, please. One desk can fit in the room. You got that. When I left out of there today, I, my baby wouldn't have been on his roster tomorrow. Not if it's this kind of thing where he doesn't even want to call the parent. When you don't even want to engage me in the situation you're having with my child, because what makes you think you're going to be the only factor that changes my child just by your... Uh, smart comments, derogatory comments, by always addressing her everywhere. Why do you think your behavior is going to change her without my help? So if you're not going to call me, if you don't want to involve me ever, if if I'm not the person that you want assisting you on the other end, she needs to come out of your space because I'm a mother, and that is something that's going to happen. True enough. So... So my baby would have been off that roster. So, I mean, even if you want to go back tomorrow and say, I was thinking about this. This is what I need to happen. Because if if the classes are too full, then we need to switch the kid out. You need to take the kid out of somebody else's class and move my child in that space since he's not the problem. Because if you're not going to do anything with him, then he's not the problem. So let's go ahead and move kids. So that parent shouldn't be upset that their child is moving to another classroom because he's not a problem. But we're going to fix mm-hmm. this issue. I agree. And if I feel like it in the morning, I will get up early again tomorrow. I don't have anything to do with my morning. But other than go walk it, in the park okay. and get my exercise. We got to, you know, because you, you got to, and you got to let her know that that's your place. And this is a good time to let her know that before, because because one of the things I see kids doing, and you know, it's a lot of the times the young ladies, they want to, let me handle this myself. And mm-hmm. 
you know, I talk to kids a lot, and I say, okay, let me tell you, because I, I'd rather sit a kid down and say, let me tell you what we went wrong here. Because you're still in trouble, right. but let me tell you why. Let me tell you why you and I are not getting along. And I'll talk to them, and, you know, the consequence may not, you know, because I'm not a send the kid to the office type person. But I am going to explain to you why you and I have a problem. Because, and I have to list it out so they understand that there is a difference. I don't carry myself like a student for a reason because I don't ever want you to mistake the boundaries and the limits. So when your mouth starts to talk to me like you are my age, we have a problem. So now mm-hmm. we need to sit down and understand what's appropriate feedback. Did I say you couldn't talk? No, I didn't say that. But there is a way that you respond to me just like there's a way that I speak to you because I don't mm-hmm. speak to you like you're my child because you're not. So I have to show you a different respect than I do my own child. However, there's a way that you talk back to me that's okay, you know, won't be offensive. I may not agree with it, but people don't always have to agree. You know, and I have that conversation with kids because I need them to understand. If they never have that dialogue with anybody else in education, they can say they had it with me because they need to understand why. They're, they don't always get it because if I'm pairing myself after my parents, my mom, I see my mom go off on people all the time, and now I'm going to take care of her because she said don't call her because she, I mean, because you have that parent too. Don't call me because I'm at work. Or, so I'll handle it myself. Or you, you get the ones, or, you get, or you get one even further where the ones that we deal with don't even give you the right number. Uh-huh. <laughs> they purposely give you the wrong phone number, the wrong home phone number, the wrong cell phone number. Uh, they give you a bogus work phone number or whatever the case may be. So when your child, when yeah. her, when their child is in trouble and you're trying to get in contact with them, they don't want to. They don't want to answer the phone, or they don't have to worry about answering the phone because the wrong the phone is purposely wrong. Now let right. the child be in let the child be in danger, and now all of a sudden they want to come up with news crews talking about phone. Why didn't they get in touch with me when my child was hurt? Well, oh, you, know what? you just gave us the wrong number. You know what? We found a way, and you can always tell the kids that have some kind of behavior issue in the past because that happens. You send the little forms home beginning of the year, mom doesn't do any of the numbers, right? Then we wait till later, and we send the emergency contact from the nurse. It's amazing how many correct numbers they put on that. Oh, yes, Because Absolutely. if my child is hurt or damaged or whatever, you need to be able to get in contact with me. In a, in a traditional format, that works. In, in a traditional format, that works. In an alternative format, not right. so much. So well, you know, I, we, I'm in a, I'm in a unique. I'm in a unique. We use it up. <laughs> and that's my whole point. So it's like we're in a unique <laughs> situation, unfortunately, because now we have to deal with all all the trash that the rest of the school system don't want. Right. I hate to say a child. I hate to say a child is trash, but you'd be amazed at right. what's about to happen. Because right now I'm in the midst. I'm in the midst of spring break right now. Okay, mm-hmm. so come April 14th when I get ready to go back to school on Monday, I have to worry about two things when I get through that door at 8 a.m. I got to call parents to find out if kids actually made it. Say were actually safe over the break if they didn't come to <laughs> school on Monday. And I also have to worry about whether or not they've been picked up, 
whether they've been put in jail, whether they've right. gone on probation, whether they come off on probation. I'm, I've got right. all of these different things that I have to deal with on Monday. Right. That normal people don't have to deal with for the most that, part. That normal teachers don't have to deal with. Like, we don't exactly. have to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, that normal teachers don't have to deal with. So right. I have no so, – so when, when, so, so when you come up with the whole – yeah, you know, come up with the emergency contact form. Okay, cool, no problem. Oh, yeah. You know, the the yeah, way that we have to trick. Yeah, the way that we have to trick our kids is when they're ready to call mama, we go ahead and just hit the little quick redial button on the phone, and we take down the number after they got <laughs> done with mama. That's the bootleg bullshit we got to do. That's the bootleg bullshit bullshit we got to do. It's hilarious. And, and what do you do? What do you do when the parents have totally given up? But you know what? I, I have never, I have watched things change over the course of my teaching career. I have watched middle school change. Middle school has changed, and there are so many things happening as of late that I'm like, really, for real? Like, there's always, there's always going to be sex, violence, you know, and bullying. That's school, period. Middle That's course. always somewhere in the school. But I've never had to worry about the cartel. I'm talking middle school. I'm not talking about high school because I had to worry about the cartel when I was in high school. No, no, no. I'm talking about the cartel in middle school where it is a cartel family where the dad does it, he sells it, the kids sell it, the kids sell it at the school. I've never had to worry about outright boozing. Like we're going to put liquor in these squeeze bottles and we're going to get messed up and then be sick at the end of the day, throwing up everywhere because we drunk. I've never had to worry about um, the new kid. Hey, he's got an ankle bracelet. I'm saying middle school, guys. I understand. High school is different. I'm ready for that in high school. Middle school? And it just progressively wow. becomes worse and worse. But it, it, the, the thing that's so bad about it is it, it, comes, it becomes worse for us as teachers, as adults, but for the kids, it becomes their sense of normal, and that's what's killing them. That's regular. They don't even go, oh, my gosh. You Five years ago, seven years ago, things like that happened. Kids would have been running to me going, hey, um, there's a kid, and he was trying to sell. They would have told it. Some kid somewhere in that building. Now? Oh, they don't even tell you. They don't even believe twice. It's like, you know, some kid around there got in trouble for, you know, we told them they were stupid. I mean, that's it. It's their sense of normal. And it's so scary. It's so scary. So I didn't mean to take the wind out of everybody. <laughs> oh, no way. I was listening. I was <laughs> I'm over here like in awe, like, what? Goodness gracious. Yeah. You know, my child goes to a little country school. Like, I don't know about all that. And, and a lot of parents don't know about all that. But all of that is real, like, that's really happening. And wow. it's, it's sad. It's sad because that's our new normal. And, you know, only the. Only the ones who are there for kids will try to help navigate the change inside, you know, 
the other ones, they're so not going to focus on that right now. You know, you yep. have, and then you have, you know, right now where I am, you have the ones who are just going to go ahead with traditional education. I'm just going to teach. Whoever get it, get it. If they don't, they're going to F. I'm moving on. That's it. You're not, you know, they don't take into consideration that you got a classroom full of kids that are going. So if you leave the, if you're on the porch, does your ankle brace go up? So, I mean, this is the conversation in the room. They're not paying attention to you sitting at that board. They're trying to ask this kid how his ankle brace works. But if you send the board and you teach it, then that's all you're going to do. And if they look, they get it. If they don't, they don't. You're not serving a purpose. Uh-huh. So there's so many things that you have to be willing to deal with. You have to. I mean, to have a kid huh, in middle school come to you and say, Miss, my friend needs to talk to you. I know you're not her teacher, but I told her she needs to talk to you. And I say, okay. And I'm nervous because why does baby need to you talk to me? You don't know what the conversation is. Yeah, why does <laughs> she talk to me? Like, I'm not her teacher. She doesn't have a bond with me. But the kids I have a bond with said, this is who you need to talk to. And she says, well, and it starts off with, I was over so-and-so's house, and I had sex with my boyfriend. And I'm done. I'm already done. I'm already done. Because oh, nowhere after this is it going to be nice. It's not going to be nice. So then I have to have this conversation with her and say, whatever you tell me next, I'm calling your mom. Because that's what I'm going to do. Because what if this is my child standing in front of someone having to say this? Please call me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, she was like, well, I said, yeah. I said, because you're not my child. I I can't do anything for you, whatever you're about to say. Your parent has to be involved. Now, how she gets this information is between us. I can tell her, you can tell her, you can write it in the note, I can drop it off for you, whatever means we take, but she's going to know. I said, so do you want to go further with this? And so she drops the bomb on me. Middle school, I think I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm really not ready for that. I am, but I'm not. I don't have a choice. But... That's not what I signed up for that morning when I went in the building. But yeah, but that's how I go sometimes. That's it. That's but that's what that's where I am. That's where I am. So I got to deal with it now. She told me. So these are these are the sad realities of what's becoming normal with our kids. Because not only did that little girl go through that, her circle of friends went through that with her. Her circle of friends shared in that moment. So that's part of their life now. That's part of who they are now because whatever got her to that point and then whatever, you know, done after that, they all shared in that moment. So that's all part of them. So their parents need to talk to them too, you know, because no matter how they felt, whether it was okay with them, they didn't care, they're scared, whatever they thought, that's real and it has to be addressed. So, Mm -hmm. Somewhat. All right, so Ron is here because we let him be. Hello, Shakir. Um, I didn't get to say earlier. Welcome back. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you babe. Thank you. We appreciate you. You have a <laughs> like no other, and just thank you for being you 
every Wednesday night. We appreciate it. Thank you. I got got a little bit of a wind of what happened. I didn't get a chance to really listen to the tape. But, uh, yeah, obviously it was uh, interesting last week is all I can say. Just come on in to work anytime you want to. Just clock in. (laughs) We'll give you overtime. We'll pay you. It's all right. I was just wondering, when is... When is Ron gonna say something? I'm just sitting here and I'm listening to this 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 I don't even know what to call it. How do I classify this? What's going on? I'm confused. Hey Ron. How are you? Uh, hello. Hey. I, what's going <laughs> on, brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just just taking things one day at a time now. Yeah, I I I mean so what kind of reports did you hear about me? I'm I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I mean, I, 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 trust me. I I mean, it was nothing specific or anything of that nature. I just kept getting inboxes like, hopefully you'll be back next week. That's all. Oh, I hadn't even, oh, I hadn't even had a chance. I have not had a chance whatsoever to listen to anything in the archive. So I have no earthly idea what happened. You you don't even want to listen to the archives. Don't waste your hearing. Don't preserve your hearing for things that are wrong. Less. Anyway, so how are we doing this evening, Shamor? Good. How are you, sir? I I can't complain. Wait, hold on, hold on. Imaj, how are we? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm 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 great. Every day above ground is a good one, and today is better than most. As a wise man once said. Well, that's a good thing. That, so, so that wasn't you, right? Because you said wise. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't the wise man that said that. I said other. Yeah, because yeah, because that one of those words distinguishes it wasn't you. It's okay. Go ahead. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, friends. Okay. I interrupted. So yeah, so Taylor, yeah, so we're gonna yeah. get you, Taylor. We're gonna get you in a minute, Taylor. I'm going to let Ron have a few seconds and then I'll get you. Now I know how Val be feeling when she be on hold forever. I, I mean, I, I know I called at 37. I knew I called at 1037. No, you didn't. Put my hand up no, at 1041. Oh. Oh. I didn't recognize <laughs> you. <laughs> Where's the love? Or maybe I did and I didn't care. Are you going to talk? You have something to Oh, my goodness. Wasting air. What are you doing? Talk. So these badass kids, as we were talking about. <laughs> Jeez. Are we talking about the one with the ankle? I'm sorry. I'm still on porch. Like, come on. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. I ain't going to do it. Well, talk about the kids, Ron. Well, I mean, you have, a, you have a daughter. How old is your daughter? My oldest is 22. My youngest is 11. Jeez. Right. My procreation practices are funny. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. Mm. But okay, okay, let's go with that. I mean, 
one thing I'm sure of, and I'm I'm 100% clear on, is that kids are the fruit of their parents. And I can't blame this child for a goddamn thing before I blame that parent for three things. So, yeah, I can be upset with the child, and I understand it gets frustrating because it, it, it wears on your reservoir. But that individual child ain't the problem. They're the manifestation of the problem, but the problem began with their parent or maybe the parent before that or the parent before that. So, I mean, I know it's frustrating. We see these kids and, and we blame them for them being the one, but all they're doing is exhibiting the things that have been put into them. So, I mean, mm. it's badass kids, understood, but it's, it's just bad parenting is what it really boils down to. And you can say that you can't influence the next person's child and, and, and what they're going to do when they're not around you and things of that nature. But um, I've never really seen good, silent parenting go wrong. I've never really seen that go wrong. So, I mean, yeah, peer pressure is bad, but good, silent parenting is more than good enough to overtake that. But that's just how I feel. I think you made some points. I think you made some very valid points. And I know that not often, so I will give you your props. Thank you for making some decent points. Wow. And and one thing I would, I mean, some things are new with technology. But one thing I would say, though, this shit's been happening for years. Little girls have been fucking little boys in places where their parents at. For years this has been happening, so this ain't nothing new. Um, sure little boys been getting in trouble with the authority. Now, yeah, the technology of an ankle bracelet wasn't around in 1940, whatever. But trust me, little Johnny was was uh, was in trouble with the law at that point too. It, it, it's just that now it's that much more magnified. Now, with maybe six kids get into it as opposed to three kids used to get into it. So it seems like it's just that much more. And those fringe kids lean towards it a little more, but even though they're not doing it. But the same fuckery that's around now been around. Oh, and I don't take anything. I don't say that this is all, again, I don't say this is new. I just think that the way that it is presented is it's more mass presented than it was before. I think Indeed. it becomes more um, obvious than, you know, there, there was a, because one of the things that I do know that is different is that our kids are not um, sheltered from things like they used to be. And that could be good or bad. Um, but there was a point to which a certain age kid, didn't get to outwardly know stuff because I remember giggling and with my cousin and saying, hey, we know this, and they didn't think we got it. I remember that. But I couldn't stand in there with a grown-up and talk about it no until I got to a certain age. And I think it's becoming more acceptable for kids to not stay in what we consider the kids' place and to be able to participate. It is a, it is a camaraderie even that all the girls in the family, all the females in the family were in here saying, show me how to serve board. That was what he did on Saturday at my aunt's house. All of us. You know? That's no good. So I think those things are happening younger and younger than 
before. And that's what's kind of, you know, that's one of those changes in the tide. Again, like you said, it always existed. There was always some girl somewhere that got pregnant early that happened. But my goodness, that was the first time that I had that experience. So, I dealt with that when I was in middle school. There was a girl in my eighth grade class that was pregnant. Actually, it was three girls that was in my eighth grade class that was pregnant. And my, I went to a little country water. school. And, and then when I was the in water. high school, there was always someone pregnant. And then I know one of the girls I graduated yeah, with, high she was already married. Yeah. It is high school. She was already married. And on her second kid, by the time we reached our second, our senior year. Okay. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, was a, it was a transition in, into high school where things was like, okay, well, whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever happened in high school. But there was a certain – because when I talk about middle school, I'm talking sixth, seventh, and eighth grade here, mm-hmm. all three grade levels. And there was just certain things that didn't happen in sixth grade. Might have happened kind of in seventh grade. By eighth grade, yeah, they're trying to spread their wings and decide that they're I'm almost in high school. But okay. now, you know, I know one of these last years, our biggest sexual promiscuity issue happened with our sixth grade group. I was like, are you kidding? And they were, I mean, bringing all kind of stuff. So that I mean, they had what they called kit, where it was a wipe, a condom. I mean, you know, you get it done, then you clean up. They were passing around for each other. This is sixth grade, sixth grade. And it wasn't one or two. It was enough to say, okay, we have a problem in sixth grade. What we need to do now? So, yeah, I know those those things happened. It, you know, every period, I'm sure our grandparents can tell us about the kind of things that went on when they were in school, but it's just how rampant it is and, and it's widespread and and it's acceptable because they have their own culture. They have their own social culture and it's acceptable. You know, at one point some things were ostracized even by the kids and now it's like, oh, yeah, I do that too. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Taylor, I'm sorry. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Hi, Taylor. I'm fine. How you doing, Taylor? Shakir, so good to hear you. It's so (laughs) good to hear you. I'm so thankful you're back. I miss you. Miss you too, darling. Everybody. We miss you. But uh, just really quick on the topic, I think that um, a lot of it is it has to do with parenting. I am sort of kind of on both sides of the fence because I was a young mother. Like I had my son when I was very, very young because I didn't, my mother didn't teach me what she should have taught me. That's not to say that, you know, I wasn't, I, I made my decision and I had to live with it. But also, I wasn't prepared for what was happening with, you know, myself and my hormones and my body and everything else. I didn't know. So in return, I felt the best way 
to, to stop it from happening was to, when my son got a certain age, I sat down and I talked to him, and I told him the honest truth about hormones, uh, relationships, what to do, what not to do, and I think that that's the only way we're actually going to attempt to even try and stop this from happening because I think you can't, you can't have the teacher and expect the teacher to teach your child everything. Right. That doesn't work. Like your child is at home with you. Your child needs to learn from you. Also, it it, it has a level to do with young parents. If you're young and you're young-minded, that's how your child is going to grow up. And then, you know, God forbid their child, they have a child early, it's just going to keep going and keep going and keep going. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not ready to have kids and you're not you don't understand that these are your choices you're putting on to your kids, it's only going to make it worse. That's why we have all these kids out here and these little teeny bopper things is out here talking about surfboards and everything else because there's no there's no real parental supervision in the least bit. I live a house away from an elementary school. Um, here in Jersey today, it was 61 degrees, and the elementary school, I believe, goes up to like the fifth or sixth grade. I don't even know. And I go outside to check my mail, and this little girl is walking down the street with what seems to be like it could have possibly have been a shirt that she made into a dress. Good. Mm. <laughs> Now, yeah, that's what I got. It was a shirt. It was a shirt. It was a shirt that she sort of kind of, like, she pulled it down enough, like, she stretched it out while it was wet to sort of kind of maybe cover, <laughs> like, the like her ass. It was insane. Like, I, I didn't know. Like, I saw her, and my first reaction was to be, I wonder how her mom would feel if she saw her now. And then mm-hmm. I had to, then I'm like, her mom is going to have a heart attack when she picks her up. No, she's not, because her mom has on the exact same looking thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask y'all this. What role, because y'all are all adults, what role do we as adults have to play when we see a child that's acting like that? Do we just look at them and talk about them? Do we walk up to this child and try to, get their, uh, their good side or their good ear and talk to them and or, or, or we say, fuck them, let them go. I mean, what role do we play? You got a, you got a very fine line when it comes to that. Yeah, you do. Very, because very there, fine. There, are some, you do, you there do. are some parents, there are some parents that feel like, well, me personally, I feel like it takes a village. And I, I live like in a little, like my little city of Orange is not that big. I sort of kind of know all the parents. The parents sort of kind of know me. So if you see my son even attempting, like he looked like he might be outside acting a monkey fool, you need to get on the phone and you need to call me. Because I, 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 that's, that's just me. And if I see somebody else's child and I know them and I'm pretty certain of who their parent is and I see them doing something they have no business, I'm going to let you know. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to wait till you know, oh, I think that you, no, I'm going to call you right then and there. Because that's wrong. Like, that's just, that's how I was raised. I was raised with the village. So my mom, she had all these people around her, but it was still, you know, I knew that that was my mom and this is that and certain things that you're not supposed to do, so I didn't do it. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. that's just how it went. And, I like, I was surprised. Like, I just walked out of my door, and this little girl is, like, standing in front of my house, like, half-assed dressed. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I noticed, like, her mom, like, I, I, and I spotted it. I'm like, that has to be her mother. Because, like, she's got on this little shirt thing of a bob and these little shoes, and then her mom's got, like, she got, like, these panty shorts. Like, you don't know if they're panties <laughs> or shorts on. Oh, and no. It was just, yes. It was only 61 yeah. degrees. It wasn't, yeah, like, I mean, it was we, 95. We, okay. We have, we have parents that come up in the building to, I want to go talk to this teacher, or I want to go sit in this classroom. And what they have on would start a riot. The kids, the boys, I mean, it's so inappropriate. And these are people who constantly woke up and said, I'm going to go to this middle school to talk to this teacher. For one, you want to be taken seriously coming in here dressed like that? It's not pajamas. Mm -hmm. If my ass cheek is hanging out, you can see my belly button, my, my shirt is cut so low, and I want to go in here where these little boys are and these adult men, and I want to be taken seriously as I talk to these professionals. But this is how I'm dressed. Mm. I mean, it's, and it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. My principal has had to say, you know what, could you step into my office and I'll just go ahead and call that teacher to come in here because I can't let you walk into the remainder of my building that way. I mean, she, my and, goodness. she'll just tell you. You know, she'll just tell you, you can't come in here like that. I mean, we had um just the other day, I'm standing there, so I saw the shirt, and it said something about, uh, it was a tongue on the front. It said something about lick a mother effer, you know. And I'm like, like the kids don't know what mother effer means. But you want to wow. come and walk through the building like that with a tongue between oh, it was okay your boobs. Oh, talk about ish. Ish was okay. Well, mother effer is also <laughs> off limits, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that issue you talk about. I mean, that issue. I said it's not, Ron. I said it was not okay. It's just like, it's such a learned behavior. Like, that's something that she has to constantly see and be around, and she thinks it's okay. Um, a prime yeah. example of is my son is 13, and we have, we, before we moved, there was um, a little girl that lived, up the street from us, maybe like three houses away or whatever. She decided that she liked my son. I, you know, as a parent, you know, I'm okay. That's cool. Like, y'all like each other. Y'all can be friends. But you stay in front of the house where I can see you. You're not coming in my house. You don't go in her house. We don't do that here. So Mm -hmm. she comes outside one day, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I guess she called herself wanting to look sexy for him. Absolutely not. Please <laughs> please go back in the house. Like, I don't know what you think this is, but we're not, no, no, go back in the house. And then, it's not happening. Uh, it's not going down No. <laughs> and then I said, just to be on the safe side, I go and I ring her doorbell because I want to talk to her mom because I don't think that that was appropriate. Come to find out, the only reason why she came outside like that is because her mother was not even home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now you're home and you're alone, which is in New Jersey, it's okay, you're 13, you can stay by yourself, but 
you're home alone. Now you're coming over here to ask me, could my son go play at your house? No, my son cannot go play at your house. I don't know what you think this is, but we don't play those type of games. No, he cannot. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, he can't have company over here. Every, like my um, my downstairs neighbor, she thinks that, you know, I'm being ridiculous or I'm being mean because my son doesn't have a key to my house. I said there's no reason for you to be in the house if I'm not here. I, that That's just me. You can call me weird if you want, but it's, no, you sit on the porch because you, I don't, I don't do, I don't trust that. I understand you're 13 yeah. years old. Mom, I know, no, I'm not going to, no, I know how it goes. I was 13 too. No, yeah, exactly. no, yeah, no. I'm 13. No, mm I know you're lying. Because next thing I know, because this, this is how it's going to go. Oh, she just wanted to use the bathroom. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. You better go TT on that side of that wall. I'm going to get some. I had one more thing that, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about. And it's this balance. Because what we have to do, what we really have to do as parents is find the balance. We have to find the balance of being too overbearing and then not being um, concerned enough. That's that's the whole trick to getting what we want to get out of our kids. I mm-hmm. read an article today that just kind of, it, it kind of took the wind out of me. Um, and it started off talking about these visuals that were being planned for this um, murdered uh, lesbian couple. And, um, and I was like, oh, you know, hate crime is terrible. So I'm reading the article, and the suspect is one of the girl's father. One of the girl's father was disgruntled that she was living that life. And so it made me question, like, what is way too much? Because in, in his mind, how many times have we said, I brought you in this world, I take you out of it. And in his mind, that was what he decided to do. You know what I mean? So, you know, there has to be definitely a limit to what, because we're talking about adult women here now. We're talking about grown women who have chosen a lifestyle. And at a certain point, your parenting becomes a little less, I don't know, it's kind of limited. I mean, because Mm -hmm. they're 24 years old. And so yes. they're making their own choices. You get to, you can verbally say anything you want to say because that's your child. But physical, eh, I don't know. And so you know he's the suspect in this situation. I, I think they're actually looking for. Him. I think he left town, and it's, so you don't you look guilty. <laughs> but um, imagining that that is true and that he did in fact murder them because he was unhappy with the lifestyle that, that she chose. And mm-hmm. that just kind of, that's excessive. <laughs> that's excessive. And I understand, okay. you know, you're the parent and, you know, you know you don't agree with the lifestyle, but murder? No, no, no. No, I think at that point, when when they're old enough and they're off on their own, making their own decisions, I think at that point the only thing that you can do is love them and hope that whatever you try to instill in them, they still they still abide by that 
daily. I think that, you know, at that point, she's 24, she's living her own life. Like, he, like, that was way too much. Yeah. That was way, way too much. Way too much. And, but these are some of those, you know, and I don't want to say 21st century because that's been going on forever. But, again, with the the media being so, so um, present, you know, in everyday life, no matter where you are, you just checking your email, they have news there. You know, if you check your phone, news is coming across your phone. You know, if you're in the right place driving down the street, they have a billboard that runs news. I mean, it's everywhere. And, you know, just knowing that that happened. That might have happened four years ago, but it just wasn't the word didn't get out as far sure. and as fast, you know. Uh, so, um, but these are things that, that we're looking at today and having to figure out how we're going to work within the world that we live in and still produce kids that are productive in whatever realm that, that productivity is for us, whatever that is for us, you know, as a family, um, because just having a regular job might not be enough for what you train your kids to do. So how do you produce that child that does more than than that, that's just, you know, more than just getting a job, but it's running a company? What do you put in that kid to get the outcome that you're looking for? And I, I know... Like I said, there are no parenting experts because it's not perfect science. So how are you an expert at it? You know, um, unfortunately, a lot of it is trial and error. You know, let's try this. Does it does it work? And it's just who has the tenacity to continue to continue to work at it? Because I really hate when I see parents. Of eleven year olds who said, "I don't care. I'm so tired. I'm not. I'm giving up. I'm not trying to help him anymore." And I've had so many mm-hmm. of those this year alone. And I'm like, "Ma'am, he's eleven. You can't just wash your hands of him at eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's got to be something more out there for them. You know, one kid. He's a sixth grader, and he has been to at least fifteen schools." He's a sixth grader. He's in the sixth grade. He's been the fifteenth school. Now, whatever the reasons are, I can't control. There could be parenting issues or, or, or economic issues, but I do see the effects on his education, on his self-esteem. You know, I see the effects of it. It is affecting him. It's just crazy. It's so crazy how these things affect our kids, and then when we show up to the parent conference or whatever, we're ready to say it's either all his fault or it's all the teacher's fault. But it's everybody's fault except for mine, and that can't be true. Because unfortunately, like Ron said, parenting, you know, parenting at the end of the day, parenting is what matters. So Mm -hmm. here we are at the end of the, (laughs) at the end of the show. No solution. Yes, Lily, whip a ass. Whip a ass. Started day one. <laughs> day one? You <laughs> just started day one. The baby just came out into the world. Well, Wasn't you that whip them light. You just whip them light then, but you still whip them. You just, oh, oh, you get the baby belt. That's what you, you do. You get the baby belt. 
Listen, I'll fuck you a see toddler. The, you I see the no complete and utter fuckery. <laughs> you know, you think he's good, then he just busts out <laughs> and whoop him like. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Lord, have mercy. This that is why right. you guys, we begged and pleaded that you please come back. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get me wrong. Their parents can get an ass whooping too. Their parents can get it too. They can get in the line. It can be a generational ass whooping because they obviously they dropping the ball. They can all get it. Really? Really? No, no. This will turn worse. I, 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 I agree with him on that. I think some some parents they do just, like they do deserve something because they just out of control. Like, yeah, yeah some some parents some parents definitely deserve it. Like. That lady I saw today, like, she deserved it because her daughter <laughs> was outside looking a mess, and she was outside looking a mess, and it wasn't even 90 degrees. Like, there was no reason for you to have on your stripper clothes at 3 o'clock in the afternoon outside picking your daughter up from school. Definitely. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then, she, and then even worse is that the little girl was, I guess, I guess the shirt belonged to the mama that the little girl had put on. I don't know how that went, but it was just it was just a mess. Like it was not warm enough for all of that. Even if it was, you're in elementary school. You don't have nothing to be showing nobody. Nothing. You still look like a twig. There's nothing for you to be showing. There's no reason for you to have anything hanging out in elementary school. No reason. <laughs> See, that's the issue. There's no reason for you to have stuff hanging out at no time. But when you do it at this age, they think it's okay to do it at that age. See, that's why you got to whip their parent. Like, if you if, if you let the parent get away with the same activity the child getting away with, then the child's away. Well, why are you beating me? Because I'm a kid. I'm just gonna wait till I get older and do it. No, don't do it at all. Yeah. So beat the parent too. Or maybe I just want to whip ass. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They don't. I don't know. And I think at this point, yeah. At this point. <laughs> If the answer to everything for the rest of the show is going to be Harpo Vita, we we gonna go ahead and say goodnight. That's all <laughs> no, we have Harper to offer. Harpo don't be her. Well, it, that's be all her. we have to offer. We gonna go ahead and, and call it a night um, because I don't want to hear nothing else, Ron. I mean, he said a whole ten minutes bill to end up with we whooping everybody's ass. So maybe I just want hey, somebody's ass. Right, yeah. Bye. So, so thank you, Ron, for nothing. Um, and I really appreciate. Yeah, I know. Um, great conversation. I have. I think we at least brought some things to the surface, waking some people. I know mine's got an earful. <laughs> um, and you know what? These conversations need to be had. Um, so mine, you need to go and you need to talk to some of your other parents, you know, PTA or whatever, because this is happening everywhere. Um, maybe not on the scale that it happens in the larger communities, but it's happening everywhere because it has become part of the new normal. Um, it's beca- I won't say normal, but it's becoming acceptable um, to a different degree than it ever was. So those are some things that, you know, you can take to the PTA meeting, all right, a group a parent meeting and kind of share and start the conversations and then start searching lockers and whatever else, you know, and, and really have parents look through backpacks and purses and pockets and wallets. And, so no, there's no 
cash. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Parents don't, wait, parents don't do that anymore? I don't have, no, I, my child has no privacy. She ain't even allowed to close her bedroom door. What you talking about? No. Right. And I, I go, go Mine doesn't but, have a bedroom door. There's no bed there. What you need a door for? You got a closet door. That's okay. Okay, wait, because I gotta let your kid go. Oh, I'm good. All right, right now, I, I mean, we already passed time and all that other good stuff, but y'all have fun with the rest of the conversation. Because, uh, yeah, it's long past that time. I think we're in extra time now as it is. So I don't even think anybody's listening no more. So, that being said. I mean, going hell. I mean, it's like, uh, no. I'm like, y'all have a whole lot of fun. Man, but the problem is that we see so much. We see so much. We see so much. No arguments, though. But I mean, as it stands, like I said, as it stands right now, um, we can pretty much shut it down at this point. It, 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 I mean, we could go all night, and I'm not about to do that. So, um, right. In that regard, I got, like I said, I, I, I did say I had some things coming up front, uh, coming up, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks anyway. Um, next week. I've got Nelena Kai uh, that I'll be interviewing next week, and her book Ooh. that she's got out right now with uh, with Brown Girls Publishing is Open Door okay. Marriage. Ooh, so yeah. we'll be talking we'll be talking with her regarding you know where she came up with that concept and all that other good stuff, and uh, probably wrap up some wrap some topics around that particular subject because the uh, the subject matter in that particular book was quite interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not oh, sure if any of y'all have had a chance. I don't think y'all, any of y'all had a chance to really talk about that one, but it is. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I think it was. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have to put it in, in a in a blurb in the morning or whatever the case may be. But we'll we'll work it out from there. Okay. Well, yeah. Please tag us in that so we can be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone, except for Ron. I don't have to talk to him. And we will see you guys. (laughs) And we will see you guys same place, same time next week. All right. Good night. Good night.